Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello and welcome to another special edition of Standard Chartered Money Insights. This podcast is part of a mini-series surrounding our 2022 outlook. In our outlook, we highlighted three key structural themes, the winds of climate change, embracing a digital future, and China's common prosperity. My name is Steve Bright from the bank's Chief Investment Officer, and I'm fortunate to have with me Audrey Goh, who as part of her role runs our investment themes team. And she will be talking about the opportunities that we see within climate change. So, Audrey, let's get started. So climate change has been top of mind among investors and media this year. Obviously, we've just concluded the COP26 uh, in in Glasgow, which saw greater support from countries uh, pretty much around the world uh, to the net zero uh, emissions agenda. So why should investors care about climate change? Well, thanks, Steve. I mean, other than the direct impact to our life and the environment, um, from an investment perspective, we should expect to see pretty big shift in the economy as the world adapts to a low-carbon future. Um, if we look at capital flows into net-zero-related investments, uh, we expect that to continue to accelerate over the coming decade. Um, according to Bloomberg Intelligence, investments into low-carbon energy transition areas totaled over $500 billion in 2020, a 9% jump year-on-year despite the pandemic. And these figures will likely continue to see pretty strong momentum as we shift towards a low-carbon future. Um, You mentioned about COP26 earlier, and certainly we have seen even greater support on various countries on net-zero agenda. Um, The group basically called for an end to fossil fuel subsidies, and also for the first time in many years, made an explicit plan to phase out coal, which is very, very significant in my view, given that uh, many emerging markets today are still heavily relying on coal as the main source of their power generation. So the momentum towards net zero is likely to continue uh, in 2022 and beyond. And we therefore believe that investors should consider exposure to some of these uh, firms and sectors who are enabling this transition. So can you give us some examples of the areas that you like within climate change? Um, sure. There are three areas, infrastructure, uh, water scarcity, and things relating to uh, electric vehicle or EV in short and its related supply chain. Um, in infrastructure-related or green-related investments, um, today we have we see more than 60 over percent of the emission coming from the current energy transport and building infrastructure. Um, the OECD estimates that more than $6.9 trillion of investments is needed on per-year basis across our infrastructure in order to achieve net-zero objectives versus the current spending of just about over $3 trillion. Um, Some of these areas where investments are needed include uh, electrifying our transport network, uh, retrofitting our power uh, stations for buildings for that matter, as well as equipments and machineries used in, say, construction or manufacturing industries, which is essentially to overhaul the current carbon-intensive infrastructure to one which is cleaner and low-carbon. Hence, we believe that companies linked to infrastructure development, as well as companies which are operating green assets, will likely benefit from this long-term tailwind. Um, Other than infrastructure, we also like water. Um, It has been one of the areas which continues to face supply challenges because of the uh, backdrop of rising water stress due to climate change, as well as increased demand from urbanization and industrialization. There is a strong pressing need for improvements to water conservation, wastewater treatment, as well as clean water supply. 
and goals and standards relating to water usage are also expected to become more stringent over time, thereby benefiting uh, some of the uh, water plays that we like. Um, and last but not least, EV, electric vehicle. And this is where, it, it, this is a big part of the energy transition because uh, we need to electrify the transport network and really shift from some of the internal combustion engines that uh, many people are using today towards cleaner, less polluting electric vehicles or EV in short. And the 2020 decades is likely to be the decade of transition towards EV. According to the World uh, Resource Institute, the global share of new passenger EV has increased at an average pace of around 50-51% per year since 2015. And if this growth were to continue, then EV could well make up for 100% of new car sales by 2040, and that is from just under 5% as, as of last year. Um, so the very strong uh, policy impetus uh, that we have seen, uh, for example, via subsidies, tax rebate, as well as tighter fuel emission standards, have basically driven the initial uh, take-up and played a key role in you know, rising EV sales that we have seen worldwide. And we are, start, we are continuing to see even more ambitious policies, as well as corporate actions, to accelerate this transition, which in our view will fuel demand for EV and its related components, such as for battery, energy storage equipment within the EV supply chain. Okay, so I guess when we're talking about climate change, uh, and it's not like something that's crept up on us, right? We've known about this for a long time, and people have been investing in this area for a long time as well. And that's pushed valuations a bit higher. Is this something that's a, a concern for you, given where we are today? Well, I think for themes like these, given the strong structural tailwinds and visibility of growth, uh, they will always, almost always, trade at a premium to the broad uh, global equity market because of the structural growth opportunities that they offer. Um, but however, with, with that in mind, uh, if we look at earnings revision, uh, there's some comfort that we have there because uh, earnings revision, earnings can continue to be revised upward across by analysts across these sub-themes. Uh, for example, we've seen um, EV sales forecasts across US, Europe and China are being revised higher, which provide which providing a strong tailwind for EV and its related supply chain. And at the same time, uh, increasing investment needs for infrastructure to bridge the gap in meeting climate goals also lends support to infrastructure and green spending, as well as water. So no doubt, uh, high valuation uh, has always been uh, an, an issue that we look at, but this is uh, mitigated uh, by very strong earnings revision that we are seeing across the board as well. Yeah, I suppose, you know, this is, uh, it is going to be a, an interesting area, but what are the, the key risks and things that we should be watching out for um, in, the, in the coming years for this, this theme and, and asset classes underlying this theme? Well, I would say that uh, these themes tends to be, tends to have higher, higher volatility compared to broad equity market. And they also tend, we also tend to see that they trade uh, inversely, they are inversely correlated to bond yields. Given that uh, you know there are some of their project, projected profits or cash flow are very far out into the future, and some of the companies may not even be profitable at this stage as well, and therefore they tend to be more susceptible to changes in macro variables like a sudden spike in bond yields, which may weigh on their earnings multiple and share prices. Um, the other risk that we're monitoring is certainly in terms of earnings delivery or potential earnings disappointment given that many of them trade at rather high or rather elevated valuation. So any disappointment from an earnings perspective, earnings growth perspective, may also weigh on the share price. 
Okay, um, Audrey, thank you so much for your insights. And uh, th- that is all we have the time for on this special episode of Standard Ch- Chartered Money Insights today. Uh, if you'd like to learn more or read our publications, please visit our website at se.com under Market Insights or reach out to your relationship manager if you're a client of Standard Chartered. Uh, as a reminder, if you enjoyed our discussion, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you um, for joining us today and enjoy the rest of your day and uh, take care. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.